The following program deals with a controversial subject. The theories expressed are not the only possible interpretation. Viewers are invited to make a judgment based on all available information. This is your captain speaking. We are beginning our descent into madness. And we are back to another edition of West of the Rockies. I'm Frank. Thank you guys for sticking around. Tonight is uh, September 14th, and I realize I got to start um, saying the date because I don't say the date. And then when we post the shows, people don't know what date we were. Anyways, September 14th, people, right after September 11th. Uh, just a quick, you know, obviously, uh, in, in memoriam, if you will. Uh, of all the people that lost their lives in September 11th, that was a, 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 a tragedy, and I was I was watching some of the uh, the videos from that day, and there was a very interesting article about uh, morning television before the 9/11 attacks, and you see how trivial, uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you realize how much life has changed when the priorities were these kind of small issues, you know, being covered in Good Morning America and a lot of these uh, morning shows. And in a matter of minutes, uh, our world got turned upside down. You know, like I said, it was a tragedy. I I remember uh, very vividly, (laughs) I was asleep uh, that morning. It was a Tuesday morning uh, when the phone rang and they told me and my brother to turn on the television. And I remember getting up and at the time I was wearing uh, I, I used contact lenses, and obviously to sleep, I took the contacts out. And I was pretty much blind, so I literally had to get within inches of the TV screen. And I remember turning on the television and seeing the, the image of this plane crashing into the tower and thinking, like, why are they playing movies at this time and changing the channel and seeing the exact same image again and realizing that what I was watching was not a movie. And, uh, you know, I remember the, the eeriness of that day, the silent um, uh, skies, there was no air traffic. I mean, it, w- it was pretty surreal. And I just wanted to take a quick minute to say, you know, um, uh, that we remember all the people that lost their lives on September 11th. Uh, we talked a lot about conspiracies and things like that on this show, and we have covered September 11th. We never do it as a form of entertainment. Uh, we do it because I think like most people, we want to know the truth of what happened on that day. So uh, rest in peace, all the people that lost their lives on September 11th. That being said, uh, let's kick it back up a notch here. Genevieve, how you doing over there? Not bad, thank you very much. Doing good? I'm really excited okay. about tonight. I'm excited. This is I've, I've already been expressing my excitement. This is pretty this is pretty room. pretty big for, for us here at West of the Rockies and, and That's the, what she our said. listeners. <laughs> Don't start. Had to start it. Don't start. Um, and and the and our friends who who tune in every week, uh, we have talked about this documentary on more than one occasion. I sold my soul to Satan. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> obviously not quite. Uh, but we'll talk about all that stuff. But you know, we've interviewed Kai Blackwood, who was uh, you know the uh, uh, the main um, subject subject, if you will, of this. It was almost like an experiment. It was. It you was, know, it was an experiment for for the. For the onlookers, for the for the filmmakers, um, something they could use as entertainment and make money with. I mean, that that's that seems to in morbid. the long run, that seems to be what 
the aim was, but yeah, I mean, maybe they had better intentions that we don't. Yeah, we we're can't just see. being totally. Anyways, um, excuse me. And I want to send a, a quick hello to everybody in the chat room. I'm glad to see everybody tuning tuning in. Uh, Genevieve, you will be doing your uh, Urban Dictionary corner in the second hour, correct? Um, I have had at least one word so far. It's, okay. it's not the pleasantest of words. Oh, dear. So if, if anyone, I, I've been explaining to people that I know for you the initial intention was getting kind of very American-y, ghetto-sounding yeah. words. You know, and all the, of a sudden the more it turned extreme, into a very... Yeah, uh, the more extreme ghetto it is, the funnier it is, because it'll sound ridiculous in a British accent. Mm -hmm. um, so I was explaining to that, and I, I guess, <coughs> you know, um, Mr. Tattoo, Mr. <laughs> Adam... Um, <laughs> went down the sex moves route. Well, uh, I'm sure we're going to get to some <laughs> of those words, but our guest tonight, as, as uh, people may already know, is uh, another key figure in this documentary, um, a wealth of knowledge in, in, in this topic that you would think is kind of obscure and occult, as the word would imply. Not too many people know a whole lot about it. She was uh, dropping dimes of knowledge, as they say, um, throughout the whole documentary. So I'm really happy to have on the show tonight, Jimmy Darling. How are you doing, Jimmy? Thank you for being with us tonight. I am doing excellent. Thank you for having me. And who's that on your on your lap there? That That's little guy. That's a pup. <laughs> Look at such a well-behaved dog. Look at that. She is. She is. She's my little service dog. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Look That's at that. That's pup. Ah. Well, I'm glad uh, you can make it tonight. I really appreciate you being here tonight. Um, we have a, a lot to talk about. Um, now, first of all, let's you know. Let me go back to the beginning. How did you um, uh, become acquainted with with uh, some of these practices? Is it okay to call them occult, or how do you like to refer to them? Uh, they are occult philosophies. Yes. Okay. So, how did you become um, acquainted with with uh, these teachings and beliefs? Well, uh, starting out in, in practice, one has to travel certain paths. Uh, you can consider them either severe or merciful. Some people call them left. Some people call them right. Some people call them black. Some people call them white. It's, it's all just energy working. And it's, it's truly understanding the self. I like merciful and severe, to, to be honest. Mm -hmm. When uh, you're traveling the paths and you move along, you find that uh, you must walk a middle path. And if you walk a middle path, you must embrace both left and right side. If you em embrace both left and right side, you end up at a place called the Da'oth. Mm -hmm. And the Da'oth takes you into the Gleepoth. And, and it's truly a matter of the temptation of the, de of the demons, quote unquote Satan, mm -hmm. uh, and whether or not you're going to sell yourself over to them or face your own personal and inner demons, embrace them, Incorporate them and move into enlightenment. Mm. Um, but so either you, you, way, either way, you move into enlightenment. They're just different. No, parts, no, no, or? no, not necessarily. Okay. Because uh, glipoth actually means husk, and okay. if you get stuck, you get husked. And okay. uh, there's a payment plan. Now, if you can move past that, understand how to control that, understand the blueprints of mm -hmm. it, and how to incorporate it you move into enlightenment. If you don't, you end up husked. Now, it's not to say that everybody who practices demonology ends up husked, because that's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying those who, who sell out completely mm -hmm. end up husked. 
and uh, and that's not a good thing. Uh, during the documentary, there was always the uh, understanding between Kai and I that I would not allow him to get husked. Mm. Um, David Gaz, who's the director and producer of it, um, I know that, that, that it seems like he was out to make money and do the whole shock value thing. Uh, when he sold the DVD, it got named sold my, Sell My Soul to Satan, and it was a shock value DVD mm -hmm. cover. Mm -hmm. But the material in it, he was actually interested in. And although it started out as a whole Hollywood, ooh, right, type thing, and says, let's, sell, let's see, see who would sell their soul to Satan. Mm -hmm. When he got into it, he saw, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. and because there's no clear cut. What does that mean? And he took it down a very philosophical road, which is when he came across me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, the whole shock value over. It started out as, let's see what this can do, let's see where this goes, to, wow, what does this mean, and what will it do to someone? Uh, but, um, and I'm, I don't mean to uh, backpedal a little bit, but my, uh, I wanted to know how you personally got, you know, was it somebody that introduced you to these teachings and practices, or is this something that you discovered on your own? Ah. Uh. Good question. Uh, you're asking an old person either a very go back into <laughs> oh, the memory please. question. Uh, we're talking decades. I'm back. probably older than you. Facelift or two. Uh, we're talking decade decades back in my training. Mm -hmm. um, I have to I have to say that um, I was told of the past that can be take, take, taken. At the same time, I was uh, you know young. Yeah, and and confident, and all kinds of oh, I can jump right into that, no problem, and um, I, and of course I did. You know, I went yeah. running towards it like a bull in a china shop, mm -hmm. woo, right? And, and and I was like, oh, you know what? I can handle this better wow. than anybody else can. Mm -hmm. You know, you get slapped back a few times, you learn your lesson, you get humble, then you start your serious work, and. Uh, a lot of teachers out there do are, are not actually educated in, in this format. Uh, there'll be some that, that, that attempt it, and everybody's going to walk their own path, okay? And so it's going to be a little bit different for everyone. But uh, myself, I started exploring all the paths and ways that it could be done because I needed to know everything about it. Uh, and, and I've got a good memory, which helps. That's why, you know, I look mm -hmm. like a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> and, uh, and I do my own thing, and, and I practice. It's not just an armchair occultist that sits there and preaches or teaches. You know, I, I, I get up, I, I, put on, I put on my mud boots, and I get right. dirty in the philosophy. And, uh, you know, there's nothing like getting your hands dirty and all kinds of demons. And uh, it, was, it was a long path, I got to tell you. It set me out on a lifetime uh, of understanding and learning and mm -hmm. the whole transmutation of the soul and the self. And, wow. and uh, it was interesting. So when they came to me, you know, I was, it's, it's, they, they looked around for people mm -hmm. that knew it, and there were people that were like, ooh, Satanism, yeah, I know Satanism. Right. But demonology and infernalism mm -hmm. is completely different than Satanism itself. Let me ask you one quick question before we, we continue. What's the difference with, between, let's say, uh, Satanism as practice and, and uh, spread by Anton LeBay to, you know, Demonism, I think, was the word? Yes, demonism, yeah. demonology. Is, is there a difference between the two? Yes. 
There is big difference. Uh, a huge difference. Um, Anton, mm-hmm. uh, who I actually got the pleasure of meeting. Oh, no way. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. And I knew Blanche and Stanton, his grandson, very well. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're good, good people, good people. There was a underground movement uh, of really a lifestyle as God as the self. Mm-hmm. Always treating the self as number one. Whereas demonism mm-hmm. works with outside entities. Mm. Satanism works with the self and the God form or the Godhead of the self. Okay. Demonism uh, acknowledges that even though we want to be godlike and practice godlike and Godhead of the self, <clears throat> we realize that there are outside entities and energies that have mm-hmm. to be called up. Um, kind of, kind of, it's it's kind of apples and oranges in in that case because. You know, that one's teaching a philosophy of a mindset, one's teaching a magical working mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily require the mindset of a Satanist. Mm. Like, um, right. I, 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 I get called I lots you. of names in this world. I don't think Satanists, unless, you know, Christian's yelling at me. You know. <laughs> uh, and they do that often. Um, you know, yeah. they'll yell Satanist, but nobody in the occult world would actually consider me Mm-hmm. A Levan Satanist, right? Because it's not what I studied. I studied Solomonic, Babylonian, and Chaldean demonism and infernalism. Oh wow! Now, so, are you? Uh, um, do you? Uh, do you believe? Uh, because one of the things that we have discussed on this show and some of the stuff that I read was, for example, that the Great Temple uh, built by Solomon was because he was involved with so many wives that they all had these kind of pagan uh, beliefs. He became in touch with occult practices, and there's people that believe that the Great Temple of, of uh, Jerusalem was actually built by demons that he conjured up, and that's why it was built in such a short time. Oh. Is that kind of some of the things that you, you have seen studying Solomon's, you know, some of these Solomonian practices? Two frames of mind. Sorry. <laughs> two frames of mind on this one. Um, and I, I don't want to misquote anything because right. there's, two fr- there's, two, there's two schools of thought. And I apologize if I'm paraphrasing poorly, No, by the way. you are not, actually. You're actually, it's very interesting. Um, it just makes me very boring. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is one school of thought. Solomon did not exist. Mm. And Solomon was simply <clears throat> an incorporation of the Amenhotep dynasty from Upper Egypt. Oh, wow. And that one man could not be so wise. And instead, many pharaohs were included into it. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, Which is where the magic comes in, because the Egyptian would be very heavily influenced by magic. Second school of thought. There was a Solomon. Mm -hmm. uh, Not as wise as everybody gives him. And was a man who had many wives with pagan practices. And simply incorporated through the history of the years the intelligence and deeds of the Amenhotep dynasty, which is, in a, either way, it goes back to Amenhotep. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the 72 demons of, of Goetia, mm-hmm. which is the Lesser Key of Solomon, mm-hmm. uh, is, uh, as, and, and I know I'm going to get flack for this heavily, uh, is the rubber ducky theory. Mm. Uh, and people, you know, occultists are going to be like, what did she say? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, people who are learned and studied would be like, oh, the rubber ducky. God bless rubber that ducky? rubber ducky. If I take a rubber ducky uh-huh. and I put it in a temple mm-hmm. and I tell you that it has a personality. Okay. 
and everybody believes that. They put enough energy and faith and focus and prayers into it. The rubber ducky becomes a god. Mm. Whether it's a demon or mm-hmm. a god, mm-hmm. it becomes. Okay? It keffers. Wow. Okay? It's some sort of personification of an inanimate object. And exactly. And in, the, in the world of masters, it's called an egregory. Mm-hmm. Now, or an allegory, mm-hmm. sometimes referred to in ancient texts as a servitor. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's the case, Solomon got together 72 mm-hmm. uh, magicians mm-hmm. in, the, in the realm, the kingdom, and he made them create egregories mm-hmm. for him. Each egregory did something. Now, he backtracked on that one. He backpedaled hard. He sealed them in a jar. He died with a broken kingdom, diseased the mm-hmm. whole bit because there were payments. But you have to figure it this way, and really, there's not a lot written at the time, so the scripts are a little fuzzy. But you can consider this. Somebody like me who knows how to create an egregory, okay? You take me away from my family, you bring me to your castle or your temple, and you say, you're going to create this for me, and I'm going to ask you, why? Why should I? And, you know, your response is, because if you don't, I'll kill your family. Hmm. And I go, oh, well, hey, <laughs> you know what? I was just thinking I should do this for you. And the reward for it is you're going to kill me anyway because you don't want me to control the egregory that I've made for you and thus control you. At least my family lives on. Now, we have certain... So the, the creator um, was, has a power over uh, some aspect of who the egregory is based on. Yes. Correct. Exactly. In that case, there is no payment plan to the magician that created it Mm -hmm. because it's part of you. And why would you Mm -hmm. punish yourself for using something? But if I'm going to be put in that situation, you really skippy on this one. I'm putting a payment plan in it. I'm putting, I'm putting, (laughs) sure, you'll get what you want. (laughs) <laughs> in about five years, <laughs> you're going to pay for this. Wow. And, uh, and that's what happened. And if we can see by history, Solomon had the 72 Goetic demons created for him. And then within years, he lost everything he gained. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So he put him in a jar, sealed it, threw it, threw it in the ocean. The vessel that says, please do not open, is actually in the British Museum. Oh, wow. Yeah course we opened it as soon as we found it because we were like oh please do not open (laughs) see what there's in here (laughs) see what we got in here um and and it's 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 you know it's it's the whole you know curiosity killed the cat thing now a smart magician learns the 72 demons and understands that there's a payment plan because it's an egregory what good are they then what good are they and there is a use form they are a blueprint on how to create your own. You're supposed to look at the creation, the vibrations, the astrological lineups, the planetary lineups, so that you can create your own perfect egregory. That's where the temptation in the doth comes mm. to the magician. The magician says, well, why should I spend years creating one when I can pluck this one right up and I think I'm big enough that I don't have the payment plan. Uh, I'm not sure what Kai said in his interview, but I do know what happened 
after the whole thing. Let's let's talk about that. Actually. Can I can I just butt in just to kind of clarify things via a metaphor or whatever? So it's basically like, for example, loan sharks nowadays, and they say, you know, take out this loan, get reap immediate benefits. But in the long term, you know, in the long run, you're going to end up with less than you had in the first place. It, it, Perfect. But m on a more spiritual level. Perfect. Okay, Perfect I, I just, I just wanted, I just wanted to kind of clarify perfect. that because there's a lot of words being <laughs> thrown around. No, it's a perfect metaphor. It, it really is. It, it, it's, it's, it's taking out something for now, and hoping that when it comes for payment, that mm. you can escape the reaper. And and what Solomon seems to have done is taken out lots of loans and just killed, tried to kill off the people who took them from, right, and make the problem go away. Wait, and it didn't. Okay, and, because they were still buried there physically. Exactly. Well, because the aggregory was a physical manifestation yeah. that still re that still remained. And, and does it take a part of the person, like a, a part of their? It can take your health, soul. Your it can take oh, your wow. soul. Yeah. It can take your mind. It so it is, it is part of you. You put part of yourself into yes. this thing. Yes, and then you lose that. <clears throat> and so many, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a phrase that people are going to be like, how dare you call us that? Baby magicians say, oh, I can escape it. Mm. And there is no escape from it. There really isn't. Um, uh, I, I've paid my dues. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't necessarily get what I wanted um, for long term. And I had to start from less than nothing and build myself back up. Uh, but I took a lot of learning uh, experiences from it. And a lot of, you know, bumps on the head. <laughs> he put a nice pack on them and said, what did I do wrong? What was I supposed to learn? Where was I supposed to go with this? Mm -hmm. and, and learned a bigger idea of both egregores and transmutation. Mm -hmm. So And... This is just going by popular literature and fantasy books. Um, is there some sort of idea that even if you die and you have a certain number of egregories, you kind of live on and have the potential to kind of uh, rebuild in the some aspect that of that that you created something that makes you immortal? Mm -hmm. Yes. Is it part of the energy that's within you? Well, if, you're, if you've learned enough, you realize that not only is it its own entity and has nothing to do with you, okay. it's more like a child. You'd be more okay. immortal as, a as having an offspring. Mm -hmm. uh, however, one rule of physics never died, and magic is, uh, the occult is both a science and an art. Mm -hmm. okay? Science-based, art-wielded. Okay? If that's the case then we must grasp onto the one fit and one phase of science that's never changed. Energy never dies. Yep. It simply changes format. Mm. Therefore, we never we die. We it, simply yeah. change format. The egregories, like a child or an offspring, in the fact that you live on within your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, but in a spirit world. Uh, your energy itself, mm -hmm. yeah. you simply transmute into something else. But so you'll no. never, yeah, you will never be your whole self again. No, you'll never you, be the whole yeah. self again. Uh, but if you achieve the enlightenment, if you transmute the mind, if, if, you, if you alchemically embrace everything that's going on, make it through the Glipoth, make it out of the Da'ath, and to become Kefir, Kefir, Kefera, however you want to call it, enlightenment, Zen, 
don't care. Okay, <laughs> heaven, Valhalla, doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, it's all the same, same, same route. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you transmute over, the idea is is that the magician doesn't have to come back to the profane to to take lumps again. Wow. They become a master. They can move on to something better. Mm-hmm. Uh, because energy, I don't know if you know this, scientifically has been proven to hold memories and intelligence. Wow. And emotion. And if that's the case, we don't need, you only need this format for that little gray matter up there, you know, mm-hmm. to retain yeah. and learn. Okay? We're, we're actually a very clumsy format. Okay? We move on. And if you move on, then there's no, no, there's no need to worry about what's in this world. This world actually does not matter. It's, this world simply provides the vehicle for the path that you wander. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Uh, the idea uh, uh, of a master is the immort- immortality of the energy of the self and not the decaying matter that's around your boats. Now let me let me let's go back to the uh, documentary for uh, for a few minutes because one of the things that I found interesting was um, just your wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh, people looking to sell their souls to Satan. Uh, in the documentary, you said that uh, you know a few people a month come in trying to do this thing. I mean, is it more frequent than we imagine? Like people that that are interested in actually doing this i'm going to be honest with you since the film before the film there were a few people a month that come in do anything to be famous now they do not care the repercussions as long as their name was in light for at least a month wow that was all they wanted after the documentary and i'm not kidding you facebook they find me on facebook and i get five to six emails a month I know the repercussions, I watch the film, I know what I'm getting into, Mm -hmm. and I do not care. Help me sell my soul just to be famous for that long. Now, uh, one of the things that I found fascinating is the way you explain this ritual in the sense that um, you do a very good job at explaining how you know, back in, you know, medieval times or, you know, what have you, before, like, the Internet and, you know, the modern world, pretty much, uh, people would have to go on journeys to collect these items, yes. correct? Yes. And it would take a lifetime to put all this together to make this ritual. Like now, you know, you can literally go on the Internet and buy whatever you need yes. and get it together. Um, do you see that as, as something good or something bad? I mean, do you... Look, uh, Google is a thorn in my side. It truly is when it comes to demonism and infernalism, some transmutation. Number one, there are people out there putting out false information mm-hmm. or putting out half-truths to these people. There are people out there saying, it's okay, you're fine, mm-hmm. and it's a lie. Uh, there's a lot of people who actually don't know what they're talking about that are simply quoting some heavy metal song, and yeah. and people don't know this. It's good that we can, you can contact people like me mm-hmm. and other people who know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's great <clears throat> because you can get to the people that you need to get to where you couldn't back then. However, with that said, there was a reason why there was so many parts to the ritual. 
that were hard to get back mm -hmm. in those times. You had to have endurance mm -hmm. and complete commitment to it. Yeah. It couldn't yeah. be the, I'm 20 and I want this now. You had years, decades that you'd have to go in search of these items. The idea was hopefully you would stop. You would decide this isn't the route I want to go. You would learn more. Yeah. You would start to become. And in which case, you go a different direction. You'd see what it was to do. Now, you can be 20 years old, hungry for success. And 20-year-olds don't have the whole fatality, mortality idea in their head. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, they're invincible at 20. Yeah. I was invincible at 20. I, you know, I, I was bulletproof. At twenty, I was like, "Hey, I can do anything." At twenty, and I, and, and 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 I'm going to age myself. And I you know I'm 44 now, and I'm and I'm like, "Oh, I can't do everything. I, I have to be in bed." <laughs> okay, there's oatmeal in the morning. Um, they calls my name, uh, you know, and a cup of coffee. Uh, you know, back then it was like, "Oh, I can get up and have Bailey's in my cereal and be good for the day." It's invincible. That's You're a good idea. <laughs> I never thought about it. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> I still think about that though. Um, uh, I'm not that old. I'm not dead. Um, but they they get to they get this idea in their head and they're so hungry and desperate for it, and and they see a long road that they don't want, mm -hmm. and they go, "I'll do this now." Mm -hmm. And I don't care about tomorrow. And the internet goes, great, we can ship this to you express if you'd like. Mm -hmm. and, and they go, perfect, I'll pay express shipping. That means I really want it. Give them four or five years when they're a little more seasoned in their mm -hmm. industry. It might come to them. But if they take the shortcut, mm -hmm. won't matter. Do you know what I mean? This is, uh, it's a lifetime of learning. Back then, in those times, you'd have to travel to these lands. You couldn't pick up a phone. You couldn't Google it. You couldn't, yeah. you know, you had to get on a ship mm -hmm. and spend three months in the ocean. You know, you, and it cost you everything you had. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't get on with life. And so you had this sort of commitment uh, that a lot of people strayed from. In the end, do you know what I mean? There wasn't yeah. a lot of people who did it. We see a lot of people doing it now because they're 20, they mm -hmm. want to move out of mom and dad's house. Yeah. They go, boom, done, I'll do it. Um, you have some authors out there, I'm not going to name names because, you know, it's my name in the occult uh, and, and I know these people. But I got to tell you, I'm a little bit disappointed in how they portray this particular path. Because they're telling people, it's okay. Some even say, you should just pull one up for practice. Mm. And when it's pulled up, say, never mind, I didn't need you. Yeah, because that's not going to piss something off. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a few interesting questions, like building up. Um, one of them is from the chat room, and I think this one was from um, Tattoo Jenna. And um, verbatim, it's, does it ever work out for anyone? Doesn't it always turn out bad? So that's question number one. Uh, yes and no. Does it work out for people? Yes in the short term. No mm. in the long term. Does it always turn out bad? Yes. But there's varying degrees of bad. 
depending okay. on what you promised, depending on what you got, <laughs> depending on how you handle yourself within the circle and the triangle mm -hmm. um, and the mirror in there. It depends. Uh, in the documentary, we broke it. He, mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't finish he didn't finish so that his. That was a bad thing. No, no, I broke it because I wanted yeah. it stopped mm -hmm. because it was getting out of control. Uh, security measures of candles and, and lines were being crossed. Candles were blowing out. There was a sound okay. inside the silo that you didn't hear. Uh, there were actually because the cameras were focused on him. Uh -huh. People inside the silo were running for their lives in the in the middle of the desert out there. They they, they actually got scared and ran for themselves uh, on on the things that were going bad in that ceremony. I did the worst thing possible for my own health. I jumped into the circle and I broke that mirror. When I did, I then put myself into the pact. And I paid for it. But I didn't get anything out of it. So the payment I got was a year of absolute hell on earth in my life, health-wise, money-wise, relationship-wise. Did I come out of it like a golden child? Was I able to rebuild better than Solomon himself? Did I have to make a deal to do it? Not at all. I relied on myself. What, what so happened? Just... Hang on. Uh, what happened exactly? Because I remember when we got a chance to talk to, to Kai about this, he says that for, for what felt like a, a, a moment, he said that everyone disappeared. And, you know, he... That it's almost like still, yeah, like he was he was blowing. definitely in like a completely different place. There's something was going on. He went into a different dimension in his mind. He was there with the energetic demon. Did he make contact with the demon he that night? He made demon. He made contact, and he could would not listen to me as I was screaming for it to stop. And they turned off my mic. The producers had no idea that I had a hammer with me, mm -hmm. and they had no clue. I was going to break that. People was like, well, that was a dramatic ending for you. Mm -hmm. That wasn't scripted. Uh, I did not, because uh, I was not scripted. I stopped it. He went sideways. People inside the silo went running. Father Mike was outside on the ground in fetal position, crying to the God, to his Christian God. I, his um, then wife, Amy, screamed, help him. My then, my then partner, Vicky, please do something. And I went running in there and broke it. When I broke it, it broke contact. Mm -hmm. Like all our lives went to hell for a year, including the producers. Even the people who didn't break circle had one hell of a year. And I'm not joking well, now. I know from talking to Kai that he did have, um, it, it, you basically described what happened, you know, and seemed to have gone really well for a short amount of time. And then after that, it, it went Just really bad. Bad, real bad. Uh, and almost everybody ended up divorced. Almost everybody ended up. I know he himself, so, I believe, got uh, divorced. divorced. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up, I ended up divorced. Wow. I ended up, uh, David Gaz saved his marriage by about that much. Wow. That much. Uh, some of the people that were involved didn't save theirs and they were simply extras in the movies it, mm -hmm. it, the movie it didn't matter the fact of the matter was um it's a it's a it's a famous quote and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it <laughs> when you look into the abyss mm -hmm. the abyss looks into you wow and that is no joke kick a god <laughs> what's that uh, kick a god 
<laughs> I think yeah, I think he originally said it like during the medieval times, the philosopher Kierkegaard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. When you look into the abyss, the abyss looks into you. I know that it's been given to Nietzsche. Oh, yeah, mm. Nietzsche said it. Recently. Nietzsche has said it as well. Uh, so did Carl Jung. Um, but all of them worked with the abyss. And mm-hmm. you are working with the abyss when you do this. And, uh, and it's very scary because when you do it and you look into them, it looks into you. And, and people go, well, what does that mean? means it sees your weaknesses, your fears, your guilt, mm-hmm. your doubts, and then it attacks you on every one of those levels. We're, we're getting a lot of feedback in the chat room, and I, I hope uh, Genevieve can do me the favor of keeping track of all this. But yeah. I want to ask, um, do you know, and, and pardon if it's a, a morbid question, but do you know what demon did Kai come in contact with that night? Who was he conjuring up? Was it a, a specific demon? Was Astaroth. He, Astaroth. What can you tell me about Astaroth? Uh, do you want to know the Solomonic definition, the Babylonian definition, or the um, uh, the definition of Astaroth inside the Grand Grimoires? Uh, what he did, summoned up was older than Solomonic magic. Did Kai pick this particular demon? Yes, he did. Why? Uh, because, and to quote him when he came in, and I said, why Astaroth? My God, he couldn't take a lesser one? Because that'd be easier. Um, he said, because if I'm going to do it, I want to go balls to the balls. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, good. So, so Astaroth is a pretty high-ranking. Go big or go the home. hierarchy of demons. He's yes, he is. He's uh, ranked as a king. Oh, wow. And there are princes and knights and, 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 and things like that. Um, but... Not only is he ranked as a king, let me let me further it with in the Gleepoth, he runs one of the houses in the ten places of hell. Oh wow. So you're not just going, Oh wow, a king. You're going, Oh, let's take a king and a ruler of one of the places of hell. Um I and uh when Kai came in and he was doing it, and believe it or not. He had no faith in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seemed to be quite um, skeptical. Yes, he was. Well, and he needed money, and it was a job almost, wasn't it? Y- yes, it's it like was. Be on TV and so, get paid for it. Right, and it was a PR. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he yeah. could get his band out there. He could get his his, exactly. his 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 music and stuff, which is what he was heading for. And if you don't believe in it, then it, it can't hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. And um, towards the end, he said, "I want you to let it go until I have proof." And then stop it, because I don't want to die. Because wow. there are some stuff that's happening, and I'm starting to believe. But I want absolute proof, and I don't want to die for it. Mm-hmm. And I said, she want us to each walk to the very edge of the cliff. <clears throat> and you want to jump, and you want me to catch, grab you, and pull you back. And he goes, yes. And I said, do you have any idea what that's going to do to my life? And he goes, I'm doing it with or without you. And I said, and his wife goes, please. And I said, I won't let you go. I you, will hold on to you. Do you think? That's crazy. Because <laughs> uh, for a while, I thought that the part of the reason why the why the why the pact didn't work was because he refused to sacrifice a goat. But you again did an excellent job at saying that sacrifice doesn't necessarily mean an animal sacrifice. Sacrifices was a sacrifice of time. Uh, months of time, like you just explained earlier, trying to track down all these different yes. elements, et cetera, et cetera. And energy. Right. And, 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 um, and really, when you're working in demonology, the sacrifice is you. 
Hmm. You're actually putting yourself up on the altar and saying, here yeah. I am, baby. Uh, let me let me have, give this one I question. Have, oh, wait, we got a few, but yeah, I'm gonna do the haunted OC one. We're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna tackle some of the the, the rest of the questions. Um, uh, do uh, haunted Orange County? Yeah, yeah, our, our buddy Ernie. Yeah, because yeah. I just said that was a good question. So. Um, I'm going to read it verbatim again. Um, this sounds mostly negative in dealing with and studying the subject matter. Um, oh, it's disappeared. Um, what is, what is your motivation for making this part of your life, and how has it made your life any better? My motivation for doing it and learning it, one, to help people, since mm-hmm. there's a Google, not to go off that cliff. To be there as an honest teacher and a master that says, look, learn this. Because without light, there is no dark. Without dark, there is no light. If you do not understand the darkness of the self, then how can you possibly embrace the lightness of life? And appreciate it. And appreciate it. Why do I make it part of my life? Because it has taught me to embrace the personal demons of myself. Mm. And, uh, And by learning that and understanding that, I've become so much more of a better person with, with an honest approach to studies and, and life and students and shops and stores. Um, it's, it's, made, it's, it's, a, it's actually made me a better person um, philosophically, morally, ethically, a whole bit. And then again, I have to be, someone, someone has to be there to say, don't, don't do this. Learn from it, mm-hmm. embrace it, understand why, create your own, and then create yourself. Is it an easy path? No. Has it been an easy path for me? No. Have I gotten hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I taken a lot of lumps? Yeah, yeah. Would it have been easier for me to walk another direction? <clears throat> yes. Mm. But it's not my personality, too. And you don't regret it. And I do not regret one day of it. And I want to talk about some of that when we and, come back. And, and you do uh, come feel like you're a better person. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, honestly, I mean, uh, again, I hope <laughs> Genevieve can keep track of the chat room. I'm losing, no, yeah, I'm losing I'm, some I'm of the questions here. But I want to make I sure we get as, mo- as, as many of the questions answered as well as some of the questions that... You know, I you know uh, as I, as people know, I'm, I'm I was very fascinated by this documentary and have a, a gazillion other questions. So we're gonna try to get as much as we can. I want to end on answered. one comment from the chat room, which what is, is it? Jimmy is good karma and she wants to help a lot. Honestly, that's the way I feel. From the moment I saw her in the documentary, I never got the uh, feeling that she was any kind of malevolent uh, person. I felt that she did her darnest to steer um, Kai away from from this, and I think that any uh, good person, uh, by my personal definition of what good is, would do that. So that's why I'm really happy that she's here. We're gonna play a few songs real quick, okay, just to kind of get I'll get our uh, <laughs> yeah catch our breath. Too drink, many questions. Drink a little <laughs> bit of water. Uh, definitely keep the questions coming. Um, Genevieve, we'll try to get to get those, and uh, we'll be sure to pass it on to Jamie. Jamie. Um, Jimmy. 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 Right. Jimmy. Jimmy. Why do I keep he Jimmy? keeps saying Jamie, and I keep having to tell and him. You off. would think I would know uh, one of our co-hosts, Jimmy, who couldn't be with us tonight. His name is Jimmy. I call him Jimmy. I don't know why I'm His name up. is Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy, darling. 
is with us tonight. Thank you so much for being with us. Don't go away. West of the Rockies is coming right back. We're going to play some music. And uh, like I said, just kind of like, you know, uh, gather ourselves here and uh, continue this conversation that it's really, I mean, I'm just sitting here uh, just even as a listener. uh, I'm I'm pretty blown away by. So uh, don't go away. West of the Rockies is coming right up. Enjoy these jams and we're going to be right back. What's up, guys? This is Jorge Diaz of Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones. And you're listening to West of the Rockies with Frank. This portion of the show is sponsored by Haunted Orange County, your premier source for all things haunted in and around OC. From haunted history ghost walks to ghost group hunting expeditions at some of SoCal's most haunted destinations. Make your fall plans early and book an upcoming tour or investigation today. Visit hauntedoc.com. to the second hour West of the Rockies I'm Frank thank you guys for sticking around don't forget that you can uh, follow West of the Rockies on Twitter twitter.com forward slash WOTR radio check out the website WOTR radio.com uh, also you can find us on Facebook facebook.com forward slash w- or West of the Rockies I'm sorry uh, on Facebook and uh, as always you can find me on uh, Twitter twitter.com forward slash engineer Frank uh, Genevieve Uway on Twitter. Jimmy, who uh, couldn't be with us tonight. Jimmy is um, Jaime Roque Healing. on Twitter. Healing, Healing from, uh, yeah, from a, his a bad fracture. foot thing. A fracture. It's more than a bad foot, a fracture is. I just call that a bad foot thing because that's <laughs> pretty much sums it all up. <laughs> technical. <laughs> that's my technical uh, term. Uh, I know that people have been asking about the uh, our Urban Dictionary Corner, which actually has a name that I can never remember. What is it? Um, it's G-U-A-2-Dope. Play on words there with your name. Uh, do you have some uh, submissions for Urban Dictionary that we can knock out of the park real quick? Uh, I'm going to commence with... Um, wait, 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 okay. wait, wait. We got we to get the theme music. Up. Hang on. Here we go. There we go. Now to Genevieve's Urban Dictionary Corner. Brought to you by... What's good, the Rockies? Good day there. <laughs> I'm meant to sound extra Hello, British. Chap. Hello. No, no, that's awful. Okay. Um, all right, well, I'll, I'll start with a very, I guess, a general one. Um, this is from Jenna. Tattoo Jenna, thank you. Um, it's a phrase, a, a little phrase. Mm-hmm. Disgusting sexual references. Oh, great. The definition of disgusting se- sexual references, it's a bit of a tongue twister, is... What 99.9% of urban dictionary definitions are made of. And that is so true. <laughs> Some disgusting sh- sexual references include, and then, that I'm not even going to read these out. These are awful. Thank you. Thank you, Tattoo Jenna. Um, there may be one or two more uh, coming along, but I think I'm going to ignore them for now. There's one from um, Adam, and this is, again, awful. Disclaimer, should I get, should I get disclaimer. My, my bleep button ready or no? Nah, that's okay. fine. Disclaimer, I don't choose any of these words. Um, definition of Colgate 
conquistador. Conquistador. Colgate well, if you can't pronounce it, that's pretty bad. It's like a conquistador. Okay. <laughs> when you come on a girl's toothbrush and make her brush her teeth with it as if it was toothpaste. Our listeners, everybody, give them a hand. There. <laughs> that's our listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Expanding my vocabulary on a weekly basis. Wow. And okay. also, it's as if it were toothpaste. That's awful grammar. <laughs> well, I can't expect proper grammar from uh, Urban Dictionary. Anyway, so we have one more. Um, no, that, I think he, I was going to be sent another one, but I, I never got it. So. Oh well. I think. Oh well, no, there is another one, but it's too late. We're going to. Yeah, we'll have to. Next week. We'll have to set that one up for next week. Who, whoever Google Swamp Billy first wins a prize. Oh, I don't Jesus. know. <laughs> I Swamp wanna, Billy. As always, thanks to everybody that submits their uh, uh, Urban Dictionary request for Genevieve to read. Uh, you can find her on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Genevieve Uway. She does this every week and a show on Thursdays, right? 9 p.m. Um, I'm not out of flavors. Sorry, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, no you're totally flavors. not even here. Um, Thursdays, 9. Anyway, let's go back to, um, to our conversation. Again, our guest tonight, I'm really excited that she's here. And the first hour has been just totally incredible. And if you miss any part of it, uh, we'll, we'll have it on our uh, Mixed Cloud for uh, people to uh, uh, listen to. Uh, in the next uh, few days or so, um, Jimmy Darlin, who was featured in the documentary, I Sold My Soul to Satan, co-owner, correct, of um, Panpipes? Uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, silent now, but yes. Yeah. And uh, we actually went, uh, I don't know if, uh, if we talked, I think we may have talked about this on the show, that we actually went to the shop and uh, uh, looked for uh, Jimmy. Unfortunately, she, she wasn't there that day. But um, how, how long has this store been in uh, Hollywood? Since 1961. 1961. Yes. It is the nation's oldest occult store. Wow. Wow. So you probably have some interesting stories. I'm, I'm sure being in Hollywood, come on, you can't have a business in Hollywood and I have like a few stories. <laughs> I, I actually, I, it, there's, there's quite a few. There's one that comes to mind and that actually has to do with a demon. Oh, really? Yes, yes, yes. Could you share, please? Yes. Um, I actually was out doing errands uh, because I'm actually quite elusive to try to, to, try to catch. Uh, but I was out doing errands for the store, and I came back in, and there was a, a transvestite leaned over the counter in short <clears> shorts <throat> so that, you know, things were showing. <laughs> and uh, uh, she turned around, and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> How are you? And I was looking up at the ceiling. And she goes, uh, she goes, I have a problem. And I said, mm -hmm. well, oh, okay, what's your problem? And my intern was behind the counter sweating bullets. <laughs> and I'm looking at her, she's going, <laughs> I was like, oh boy. And uh, the transvestite goes, I went to prison uh, for, for a bit and I got scared and I prayed to Jesus and my demon disappeared. And I said, good for you. That's awesome. Congratulations. Right. And she's like, no, I want it back. Oh, and wow. I said, why, why would you want your demon back? And she said, because I miss the smell of my burning flesh. Are you serious? <laughs> and, oh, wow. And I stopped for a second, you know, tried to, 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 to ram back in the escaping IQ. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Ouch, it hurt. And uh, I was like, oh, you missed the smell of what? And she goes, you're burning my burning flesh. And I said, 
well, well, how would that be a good thing? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm missing some shit. I said, what demon was it? Let's just skip to the chase. What demon is it that you're trying to get back? Mm-hmm. She goes, it's a Gaelic demon. Well, there's, there's only one or two really Gaelic demons that actually exist. And I said, well, which one's, one, one was it? And she goes, you wouldn't know you don't speak Gaelic. And I was like, oh, and wow. you speak Gaelic? And she goes, yes. She walked over to the cat that was in the shop, and she goes, kitty, cat. And she goes, see, that's Gaelic. Forget a kitty cat. And I, I, I went in the back and sat down and cried for a bit. I was like, ouch. And my wow. intern goes, what should we do? And I said, tell her to substitute burning sulfur and brimstone, mm-hmm. and it'll smell like rotting flesh. Problem solved. We're good. <laughs> um, she came back a couple of weeks later, and she said, uh, I found my demon. I said, good for you? And she goes, yes, but it doesn't burn my flesh like it used to. Oh, and I wow. said, Sweet, sweetheart, I said, are you okay? And I, really, are you okay? <laughs> um, I, I said, first and foremost, when you think you have these experiences, the first thing I ask is, uh, you're not on any kind of crazy drugs, right? Like meth or heroin or mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, because, you know, I don't want to deal with drug addicts uh, because they're, they, they think things that happen that don't happen. Next thing we ask is, have you had a mental health exam? Mm. Because uh, you know it's, it's, we don't want to we don't want to be you know some kind of band aid for an actual mental illness, right? Um, you know, and then we ask you, have you been exposed to lead? Um, mm. You know, again, we are a science that's wielded like an art. So you know, it's 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 not like people come in and go, gosh. I, uh, I have a demon, or I want a demon, or you know, we try to suss out. And I, I don't know if this girl <clears throat> was on drugs or whatever. She got mad at me mm-hmm. and stormed out, and I never saw her again. Um, but you know, it's 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 one of those things that you, you, you just, especially being in Hollywood, you sit and you go, oh, right, right. <laughs> when the people come in, um, another demon story, and it's not actually a funny one. Uh, this guy came in and he worked at the JPL lab. Oh um, wow! Really? In Pasadena, a, a literal rocket scientist. And is it? Who oh, I think it is uh, from JPL. No. 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 Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> he was new at JPL. Okay. Okay. So it's not the same one. Yep. Uh, um, uh, you're thinking, uh, Jack? Jack Parsons. Right. No, this was somebody that I would have met. <laughs> okay. In the store, um, but uh, he came in. And uh, very smart kid, uh, well-dressed, well-groomed, mm-hmm. to the T, well-spoken, eloquent. Started talking about demons. Mm. And I said, you know, there are other ways to do this. I, I beg of you, please don't do this. Right. And uh, he said, well, I'm going to. And I said, well, if you're going to, I guess, you know, do it right. Try, you know, again, I beg you not to do this. He bought a book, uh, went online, Googled everything, mm-hmm. got it. I think he came in about three weeks later, three, three and a half weeks later, and uh, he was disheveled, uh, not shaved, mm. um, babbling, mm-hmm. and I almost didn't recognize him as the same guy. When I walked up and I said something, and he said, they're here 
and I can't stop it. Oh, wow. And I'm as good as dead. And he literally peed himself as he stood in front of me. And I just looked at him, and he smelled so bad. There was nothing I could do. Uh, I never saw him again. I, I honestly don't know what happened oh, wow. to him. Uh, but I know he lost his mind. Um, so, you know, there are some serious repercussions that happen. Mm-hmm. If you do not know what you're doing, you can step through the wrong door, like you and I were talking or in yeah. the break. Walk right through the wrong door. Yeah, yeah. That is so, wow. But I begged people. I begged Kai mm-hmm. when those cameras stopped and they were changing batteries. Mm-hmm. I would beg him, please don't do this. Please don't do this. And neither one of us want to do this. Why would you do this to us? Please don't do this. I will teach you. I will train you for free mm-hmm. to do it the right way way it will take a little longer mm-hmm. but you will keep it forever and there are no payment plans wow. i'm begging you please don't do this wow. and you know the cameras would come back on mm-hmm. and during the film i said often you really shouldn't do this and yeah, said, yeah. there are other ways to do this um but you know filming's gonna go right uh, as right. it is you know one of the things um, that you said in the kind of on point um so, you know, it obviously brings in the um, various themes of drugs or maybe mental health issues like that are present before. And when you kind of meddle in this stuff, there will always be skeptics or maybe people are just being realistic, saying maybe that person is just on drugs. Maybe they do just have a type of schizophrenia, et cetera, et cetera. And I know people in the chat room, you know, obviously you're always going to get people like that asking well, you know, maybe maybe you're on something. So how how would you dispel that? You know, I, I don't want to kind of put you on the spot, but there are people out there thinking. Why why would you tell maybe fear maybe critics? you're crazy and not other people? That sort of thing. Okay, uh, we're all a little crazy. <laughs> well, uh, absolutely, honestly, I can't debate that. We're all. A I try to phrase that in the best way possible, <laughs> yeah. but you know. Um, uh, okay, in the film, uh, I, and I'll dispel that now. You see my hands going a lot. Yeah, I actually have PTSD <clears throat> from the military. Do I have any other mental illness? Why don't you tell us? No. Because you told me this before the show, and and I Genevieve and myself too. were really like, "Wow, I can't believe it!" And I mean, you know, my hats off to you, and 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 um, outmost respect to you for for serving our country. Why don't you tell people what you um. What what was your role in the uh, uh, in the U.S. Armed Forces? What were you uh, tasked to do? I was in the United States Air Force, and I was in four six one, a munitions system specialist, which means I was an explosives expert. Wow! Because people were actually asking, you know, that mm-hmm. they noticed hand movements, right? Yeah. And obviously, the first thing people are going to say is, "Oh, I noticed something strange." And right. Mm-hmm. I um, my left hand, these two fingers was shattered by a 500-pound bomb. Oh, my God. That's not Uh, easy to deal with. No, it's not. And I have a nervous disorder of PTSD. Mm -hmm. Now, with that said, I could take pills to stop the tremors and the Mm -hmm. movements of my hands. Mm -hmm. I choose not to because the pills are a chemical, Mm -hmm. and the chemical alters the way I think and Mm -hmm. behave. Mm -hmm. I would rather have people ask me, why do your hands move? Mm-hmm. Then just sit there like a zombie. Mm-hmm. Okay? It does not make you crazy. 
mm-hmm. and I don't want to be on drugs for the rest of my life simply to stop my fingers from moving. Mm-hmm. They move quite often when I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. I've learned to deal with it. People around me have learned to deal with it. Everybody that knows me knows that's what happens to my hands. <clears throat> and it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. I speak with logic and reason, education and eloquently. And you have a PhD as well and something completely unrelated, so... I have a PhD in anthropology of ancient religions. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I know, it just more and more keeps coming so, out, so... Now, You're knowledgeable, obviously. Am I on drugs? Tomorrow morning, I will be going to the VA hospital for my checkup. And every time I walk into the VA, they draw blood. Hmm. Every time. They draw blood. If I was on anything, I'd lose my benefits. Wow. I am not on anything because I like my benefits. Right. I did not serve all that time. Shatter a hand, lose Mm -hmm. a knee, screw my neck, messed up my back. To be told, I'm sorry, you don't get anything. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. With that said, I understand the critics, crazy, so on and so forth. I too question mm-hmm. when they come in. What is your mental stability? Mm-hmm. What is your drug factor? What is your exposure factor? And if I cannot have a legitimate conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm done. Clean yourself up. Come talk to me. <clears throat> Clean yourself up. Come talk to me. Um, I've sent quite a few people to rehab on my own dime. Wow. To clean them up. Wow. Because they had potential. I'm, I'm not some kind of martyr or saint. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. And I'm not rich. So it doesn't matter. But I care. Yeah. I care. Yeah. Um, sometimes they come out, go a whole different path. God box, let go, let God, whole bit. Good for them. Whatever keeps them clean. That's wonderful. I don't care. Live a life, live it good, live it healthy. Me, my hands move, but there were a few years they put me on medicines for the hands, and I sat in the shop like this. Wow. And I decided, that's not me. Right, that's no way to live. And that's no way to live. Right. And I'd rather have somebody say, what's up with your hands, Mm -hmm. than to say, what drugs are you on? Right. Do you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) Half in the mind? I don't know if it's half in the mind for people. There are things out there that we can't explain. Uh, a, a master occultist keeps a journal, mm-hmm. very scientific journal, of what we call experiments. Mm-hmm. You call them rituals. We call them experiments. Right. Okay? You get the results. Experiment's successful. But then all magic has predated science. Magic says one thing, science comes up, we move on. Science Mm -hmm. catches up, we move on. Science catches up, we move on. You know. Different different words for the same uh, thing. And I really echo the sentiment of this uh, comment in the chat room by Professor Madness. He said, if I was there, I would give her a hug. (laughs) And uh, again, I want to thank you for your service to our country. I think that it's... uh, it's it's uh, it's commendable and um, 
you know, we can't uh, thank you enough for what you've done for us and our security. Um, it was a job. There is a, <laughs> my pleasure. There is a comment there on uh, the chat room as well by one of my favorites, Uncle Creepy. Uncle Creepy is saying that he can't find uh, your movie. Uh, if you go to our website, WOTRradio.com is the latest post, and you will find a link to the full documentary, and you can hear Jimmy uh, talk about all of this on this uh, documentary about selling your soul to the devil. Uh, uh, thank you for, for allowing us in, in such a, a, a personal aspect of your life. And if I, if, I, if, if I may be so bold as to go deeper... Um, in the documentary, you said that you had tried this method or some of these methods. I, I can't remember exactly uh, the words you used, but you did say that they had an effect on your life personally. What were you making a reference to? Was this a reference to you personally trying to sell your soul? S selling your soul is, is such a Hollywood term. Mm -hmm. It was a reference that uh, I did do a goetic evocation. Uh, I did do a pact. Mm. Again, mid-20s, invincible. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I did. I did. I, um, I, I made a pact uh, uh, with the goetic demon of uh, uh, Furfur. I... Uh, Why that demon in particular? Because it was the demon of knowledge. Oh, wow. And, and I wanted knowledge now, fast and quick. You know, uh, I think if I had gotten it, uh, per se, uh, I would have misused it because I was 20 and very ambitious. Uh, and not so much centered and in the self. And uh, so I made the deal. I made the pact. I got knowledge, and then I ended up very sick, almost dying. Mm -hmm. uh, later on in life, it came back around to haunt me again, and uh, it ended up in a suicide attempt, and I ended up in a coma for seven days. Oh, wow. Um, uh, it is what it is, and I came <laughs> through it. Um, my memory wasn't what it was when I was younger. Of course, it never is. Uh, in essence, I, I had to relearn things. But when I did, I relearned them in a deeper, um, more philosophical value, uh, which helped me better uh, and, and, and to become a better person, uh, a little more stable, a little more foundational. Um, it, it took me away from the psychiatric drugs that they put me on for nothing more than tremors. Uh, and I, I decided I don't really care outwardly what people think. They should listen inwardly to what I say. Um, you know, um, not that I'm in, by no means comparing my IQ to Stephen Hawking or anybody like that, but legitimately, if you think about it, those with a greater understanding and 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 capacity in the mind, they let their bodies break down. They don't try to stop it as much because it doesn't mean as much. You know, twenties it meant everything to me, and so you know I wanted it all, uh, all and now. 
And I got very sick. Uh, you could walk up to my um, um, townhouse that I used to have in Glendale. You could smell death as you walked up because my skin had rotted sores on it. Wow. Uh, that couldn't be explained. I, it was horrible. It was horrible. I couldn't keep down water. I couldn't keep down soup. I couldn't keep down anything. Pretty much my doctor said, we can make you comfortable. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. And for what? For what? A year of being this spectacular brain? <laughs> so stupid because I'm a smart girl as it is. And uh, luckily I was spared. Came through it. And when I came out the other side, I said, this is it. This is real. This, is, this, this happens. This, this happens. And I don't want it to happen to anybody else. This is ridiculous. Because there's so much to learn in life, and there's so much more to be powerful of. You can actually create your own destiny, and you have the power to do so. It just takes you a little longer, and you have to be a little more patient. Mm. Again, it's a very Nietzschean kind of idea to take, and, or Sartre, or any of the sort yes. of ex existentialists. It's, it's about making your own path, and... <clears throat> not subjecting yourself to anything else out there. Right. And overcoming, you know, taking that leap of faith over the abyss. Yes, or into it is. It or anything and, like and the only way you're going to survive it is knowledge. Mm -hmm. Because knowledge is power. Mm -hmm. And if you learn everything, a little story I told you earlier about the paths that people can take in life, you know, to, to, to put it in a nutshell, you know, join a wolf pack, think just what the wolf thinks, you can be an eagle, know everything and do nothing or you can be a squirrel and you can learn everything and take what you need from it create your own mm -hmm. uh, so knowledge is power and most teachers will give you up to a certain point and then be done mm. do you know what I mean because that's all they know that's all they know so when people ask me is it worth it in your life of course it is are you kidding me I walked through hell. I came out the other side, a little bit charred, but I can turn around and stop somebody from falling completely. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like people say, I mean, again, going all philosophical, but it, it's the path and not the goal. Yes. That, that's valuable. Yes. And I, I think I said this just last week. Um, I forgot who said it, but I was like, if, if God held truth in the one hand and the path to truth in the other, I'd choose the path, not, yes. not truth. Yes, because the path will lead you to an individual truth. Wow. And it's the individual truth that empowers you. That is very profound. Um, <laughs> let me ask you something about the ritual itself. Yes. Um, you told Kai that he had to create the circle and you told him it had to be in color because when you approach a, a demon, you're approaching him as a higher being, like a king, uh, somebody that, that serves, you know. A god. Yeah, a god, a god, correct. And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a pauper, you can't afford colors, more or less. That was the, uh, you know, again, paraphrasing poorly. Uh, so was the gist basically that demons will not approach a lower Somebody with low self-esteem, I guess? No, it's not that they won't approach. It's that they know they can overtake and overcome. Mm. Somebody of a lower self-esteem or what they consider a lesser spirit. Right. In which case, we go back to what I said, husking. Mm -hmm. And you can get husked. Remember, 
The difference between you and a demon is how you portray yourself. Mm-hmm. You want to be big. You want to be grand. You want to be great. You want to be a god. Because if you're not, then it knows you bleed. Is that because that was Satan's mentality at the moment that he pretty much rebelled against God? Okay. You just jumped over to Christian mysticism. (laughs) And I got to tell you, I I don't, uh, Satan as an entity, uh I actually do not believe in. Oh, really? Uh, I believe in the definition of Satan as Shaitan, which was the opposer. Okay. Not an entity, just an opposition to the Mm -hmm. Christian mysticism. I don't, it's, it's, it's a mysticism because if it wasn't, then it would be science. Mm, okay, it's, gotcha. it's, it's a faith. Okay, no, and, and I apologize, that, but I guess uh, in that faith, in that uh-huh. faith, which I don't believe in, because uh, I don't believe in God, uh, in the Christian God, and I don't believe in Jesus, and and and, and trust me, if you all find me on Facebook and you want to convert me, I get several of these emails a day <laughs> saving sure. my soul. <laughs> I don't need my soul saved. Thanks. Um, if you can come up with a very natural remedy for right. hand tremors, I'm all for it. But I don't need God. <laughs> Uh, but if you if you switch track over to Christian mm-hmm. mysticism, then yes, then yes, okay. the, the answer to your question is yes in that sense. But demonology in what was in the film and what we practice in the occult side, uh, mm-hmm. and really in the occult because cult means faith in the unknown, yeah. and that includes all religions in the pagan side mm-hmm. of demonism. No, because we don't believe in Satan as an entity. We don't believe in heaven and hell. Yeah. We don't believe in God and Jesus. And so if you don't believe in that, you can't believe in Satan. You, you, you can't have it both ways. Yeah, and that's, I guess that's, that's kind of like the paradox I see with a lot of Satanists. It's like, well, you know, if you don't believe in God, why would you believe in Satan when Satan is kind of like a, a fabrication, quote-unquote, of... Satan, as it belongs in the Christian mysticism, Correct. is an entity. In which case, those Satanists that believe in a whole hell and Satan is, in, uh, is, is fighting against God, mm-hmm. they're actually, yeah, I'm going to get in trouble for this one. I know it. I know it. I'm going to get several emails. You're a pissed off Christian at right. that point. And you belong over in the Christian mysticism. You don't belong in the pagan faiths. Mm. The pagan faiths don't believe in Satan as an entity. There is a Satan as a demon, but it's not the same (laughs) Satan as you see in Christian mysticism. You're talking about different religions, and and everybody tries to put an umbrella definition to it. but it isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't. We're, we're very different from each other. Uh, you know, you've got the ones that say, "Well, well I am. I am a, an affront in the face of God." Today, I got an email that said, "You spit in the face of God," and I said, "To which God do you refer to?" All right. And they're like, "The only God." And I'm like, "Well, that would be your crutch, honey, not mine." <laughs> Good luck with that one. Um, you know, it's it's like saying to a Buddhist, "Jesus says, well." Buddhists don't believe in that, so yeah. I'm not quite sure how that would come across in their religion. Satan in the pagan religion, Satanists that you see there, they're God. They're their own gods. They, mm-hmm. they, they become the Godhead themselves. They live their lives for themselves. Uh, uh, Anton's, one of Anton's favorite uh, quotes was, uh, I'm trying to try to remember it now. Um, too old for this. Um, um, Moderation is for monks. Mm. And that's what the Satanists believe. Moderation is for monks. Right. 
they believe in living life to the fullest and to mm-hmm. the degree. I, I told you earlier, I've never seen a Satanist outside a $1,000 suit. Right. <laughs> you never see me well, it, really also, dressed up like this. <laughs> it's also a very Alistair Crowley kind of mentality. Yes. In a sense that, you know, do what do what I will shall be the whole of the law. Yes. That was his saying. Well, and basically... No, well, no, he took that from a French poet, but yes. Oh, really? Yes. No way. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're totally shattering <laughs> Alistair Crowley for a lot of people right now. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, I, no, I no, was it's... his actual favorite French poet, but yes. yes really? Yes. Yeah, you know the name. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Off the top of my head, I do not... I wish I, I guess I guess that's Maria one of the things now. that people would have to kind of dig to find because again, you I think know, it's Alistair Crowley made it famous kind of gets Alistair Crowley to me again, I'm I'm very cautious as I told you during the break about some of these things because I don't want to open a door that I'm not ready to open. Uh, but Alistair Crowley, uh, regardless of what you think of him, he was the guy that pretty much had that mentality that is like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this all the way. Yeah. And he did it yeah. in various disciplines. Yes. And, you know, you can you can see by how he died, you know, as far as how his life was at the time that he passed away. I mean, there are sacrifices to be made, yes. but definitely, I mean, if you're the kind of uh, 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 individual that has the, the uh, personality that like hey I want to live in the moment and I want to experience this reality this life that I'm in right now I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure I get the most out of it and it seems like that's the that philosophy that is a very satanic philosophy Correct? that's, yeah, that's, that's why the he's philosophy. called the beast right. right that's why he's called the beast you know master beast you know, um, and then, you know, and then there's the other side of the time where we go, wow, I have to get up tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and I, I you know, I kind of wish that, you know, I didn't do that the night before. And well, you know, it's the whole it. YOLO thing nowadays. <laughs> yeah, right? like, I guess he, if you want to simplify is, it into pop culture, yes. Yeah, but yes. It, it always makes sense to people this way because yeah. people say YOLO, but I'm like, wait a minute. Do you mean you only live once as in you only live once, fuck it, let's do it now? Or you only live once, let's be cautious because I might die. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's two ways. There's two ways. And uh, the Satanists say, let's do it now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I got to say, as they grow older, they do the, okay, well, let's be a little cautious. No. Uh, but I think almost every occultist in, in the pagan community in their 20s go let's do this now you know in the hopes the the hopes are right now is that there's masters out there Mm -hmm. that can say slow down (laughs) grasshopper you need to slow down you know learn from us Mm -hmm. we did this you know stop stop and slow slow down for a bit uh the greatest thing is in in, and uh i was telling uh frank is uh, the ideal, the idealistic becoming, is to be as above, so it is below. Do you have to experience both? Absolutely. Do you have to do it uh, recklessly? No, 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 I beg you not to. I beg you not to. Mm. Uh, I, I don't believe in the psychedelic drugs. Mm. Um, I don't believe that you should be doing magic drunk. I don't think you should be doing it on any kind of medication or when you're tired or depressed or angry 
or raging, you should be very centered when you do I'm, something. I'm really... And really balance it. Sorry, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm really glad you said that because I know that a lot of rituals are performed under psychedelic drugs. Uh, uh, people partake in some of these things. Uh, real quick, and, and, and I apologize that I, I cut you off, but what, are you, what is your take on taking psychedelic drugs during um, some of these rituals? I think there's a time and a place in some of the shamanistic mm-hmm. practices, say vision quests and stuff like Correct. that. Correct. If you're under proper guidance, mm-hmm. if you have proper teachers mm. who are responsible yeah. And and can can guarantee your safety, mm. and you should only take it in small amounts. Should you be taking psychedelic drugs on rituals, say as a ceremonialist? No, absolutely not. We wow. believe that you have to be in full control of yourself, and if you take a drug, you are not in full control of yourself. That is very true. And if that's the case, then you are being reckless, and your magic is reckless, and you are likely to get hurt. And fail at what you do. <clears throat> that, and how can you scientifically say what you saw was real? Exactly. I think that that's really the biggest issue when it comes to taking anything before any kind of ritual because immediately you open the door to the possibility that what you just experienced is it's an effect of a drug. Um, uh, in the documentary, um, you, um, you were telling Kai about this circle he has to make. And, mm-hmm. and paint and one of the things you said is like what this book doesn't tell you is that this circle and there is a triangle yes with a circle inside of it and you told them that the circle is a black mirror yes it is and they had to order apparently in the documentary we see that they receive a box um the ship via FedEx or one of these couriers and they open it up and then boom there's a circular black mirror and it should be concave yes and uh uh what's it concave concave means it goes in. no i know but was the mirror that yes. they ordered okay yes One of, we, uh because the company they ordered it from normally does not ship out concaves and they did it for me oh wow yeah wow now, one of the things that i've uh you know over the years like i said i'm i'm very fascinated by all of this one of the things that I've encountered was that John D, the 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 quartz magician, if you will, yes, too for Enochian. Yeah, he was. You know, that was his his uh, preferred medium, I guess uh, you can say, of communicating with, quote unquote, the other side, the black mirror. What is it about the black mirror? What is the purpose of the black mirror? I know Alistair Crowley used it in that very famous uh, uh, um, ritual in which he con- he conjured up lamb which uh, a lot of people who are keen to like the UFO conspiracy will say, well, Lamb looks a heck of a lot like a gray alien. He was using a black mirror at the time, apparently. What is it about the black mirror? What is the history behind the black mirror? Okay. It goes back to the whole idea that there is a mirror. Mm -hmm. The mirror itself becomes a doorway, uh, a portal. Mm -hmm. In black mirrors, they are concave, Mm-hmm. so that it represents a dip into the other dimension. They're black, so that it represents the abyss. The mirror become, is a portal as itself. Mm-hmm. The black on the back of the mirrors are actually painted with herbs. Really? Okay. They're like a mugwort and wormwood and uh, rosemary and lemon balm. 
um, uh, and things like that. And, uh, it's pretty much those are the main main uh, ingredients. Yeah. Uh, boiled down into the water, water added to the paint, the paint put on. Those herbs specifically create a portal itself into the psychic realm, according mm-hmm. to alchemy uh, and botany, myth- uh, mythology, and uh, old wives' tales. Uh, and they do, because uh, they do hold those kind of energies. Uh, every living thing holds an energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, place it on the mirror on the back side, and it allows things to come up. Through them. So when you're working with the mirror, you can either use it as a portal to evoke. Mm-hmm. Okay? And there is a difference between invoking and evoking. You evoke mm-hmm. things uh, because invoking means you put them inside you. Oh, wow. Wrong idea. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Evoke means outside. Uh, you evoke I- into the mirror so that it gives it a portal to come in. It also gives you control to shut off that portal. Mm-hmm. They don't say that in the books. They just simply put a circle down and say, oh, there you go. And people write a circle in there, and they're like, it doesn't work. Yeah, you didn't have a portal. Um, uh, But uh, you do it in the concave mirrors, and it comes up. The second way you can use that mirror is almost uh, for scrying, like John D. did, uh, Edward Kelly in Mm -hmm. Nokia. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is, uh, and it doesn't have to be concave at that point. It can just be a flat one. It can even be a bowl of water. Mm-hmm. Um, with black ink in it or a black bowl. You look over the top of it, gazing across like you're gazing across water. So you have it at eye level. Mm-hmm. Gaze it across the water. Okay. And you wait for images to appear off of it like a oh, slideshow, wow. like a movie. Oh, wow. And that's how you scry. Sounds very similar to uh, what uh, Nostradamus was doing, correct? It's exactly what Nostradamus did. Wow. Yeah, he scryed. It's, 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 it's a divination. Yeah, uh, easier done with the water and the mm-hmm. bowls than the mirrors. Okay, but it's it's basically used in in two ways. You concaves become a portal, mm-hmm. flat surfaces become a divination scry. Wow! Can I just um, real quick? I'm, ask I'm, at this I'm point, actually going to um, take one more break. Uh, do you want to save it for the? No, after no, the no. Break? Um, asking everyone here. Okay. Do we do we have time to go a few yeah, minutes? I, I, Maybe I more checked. than a few minutes over because they used to be. And because of the uh, yeah of the response we're getting right now, I mean, uh, I, we've I, got permission to taking, go over a few more minutes. I've so. been taking notes throughout this whole thing. Sweet. So, so tell how, you what, uh, let's plan it. How let's, how long? Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Cause and then the, when we come back, we'll tackle all the questions and. Um, and then we'll we'll finish up because yeah this is uh, I can see by the response and everything we got an okay to go over no, no, but a few are, more minutes. Are we okay here? Yeah, we're. Are, f- you, uh, are uh, you guys okay? With Jimmy, are you okay? Sorry for for, for a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, I, do early, I do have an early VA appointment. Oh there. Okay, so we'll we'll take a quick break. We're gonna come back. We'll tackle as many questions as we can in the in the minutes where we're allowed to go over. And then, uh, like I said, we'll, we're going to have Jamie back, hopefully, uh, uh, s- sooner. Are you, are you going on a break? Yeah, I'm gonna go, I have to take a quick break, and then if we'll resume. If you need a break, um, okay, just take a break. And then okay, we'll and take then, a break. And then, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to finish with Jimmy. So if you have questions, try to post them now. We're going to try to answer them as best we can in the uh, minutes that have been allowed to us. And... Uh, Hopefully, if your question didn't get an answer, like I said, we'll try to uh, have uh, Jimmy back uh, soon uh, to answer those questions. So uh, this is What's the Rockets on the Independent FM. I want to thank everybody for watching. 
and tuning in and sending your questions. We're going to try to get to them. Uh, enjoy this jam. We're going to be right back. To uh, uh, some uh, extra time here on West Silver Arcades, I want to thank everybody who's still around and has a bunch of questions. So uh, we're still here with Jamie. I know that there are a few questions. And and Jimmy, sorry, I apologize. You know, I answer to anything other than late for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Uh, Let's go through some of these questions real quick. Uh, Genevieve, what do you got there? I don't want to like backtrack too much, but okay. Um, from the chat room, um, a quick one. Um, was the the phrase help a dog in any way, you know, like a, a deeper reference? Like it, how was it help a dog or was that just... Help a dog? Yeah, you, you spoke about your dog being a help a dog. A service dog. A service dog. Okay, this is reading. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, what happens is, is I panic in public, mm-hmm. uh, not not because of people, but because of um, um, the mindset of constant um, awareness of attack uh, mm-hmm. that's set in from the military. Goodness. The dog um, calms me, mm-hmm. so you know that you know I can take a deep breath. Because if I'm calm, the dog's calm. Uh, it reminds me to keep centered and not go, you know, too far into uh, a fear mind based uh, idea. Uh, that and, uh, you know, somebody's looking at my hands too much. I can pick up the dog. Yep, you have something to do. And it calms my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, something else which um, is a bit more personal, but um, a few people in the chat and probably other people listening you know they seem to have had similar experiences not exactly like yours but dabbling in this sort of thing and some of them talk about self-harm self-piercing branding scarification tattooing etc is this anything you went through or anything you know much about um self-harm again i had the suicide attempt put Mm -hmm. me in in the hospital for seven days in a coma Mm -hmm. um uh, released uh, and, and given a clean bill of health. Um, never had the self-harm again mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. Tattoos. Uh, yes, I do have tattoos. Not to self-harm the mm. body. My tattoos actually all have a very significant philosophical meaning. I have uh, one on my shoulder that is Shinto. And it's for peace and serenity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a... Uh, in a, in a uh, eternity symbol, and I actually picked that up when I was in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, black sun across my uh, belly button for protection of the solar plexus. I have a Morgan Solomon, uh, commonly known as the pentagram, mm-hmm. on my ankle uh, so that I walk in protection from harm. Mm-hmm. I have an Irish knotwork on my shoulder. Uh, number one, I'm Irish. Number two, it's a, it's a sh- in the shamrock shape, and it's uh, on the, the right shoulder, so that um, because I'm right-handed, yeah, um, and and it radiates out to the shoulder, so that I'm always constantly mm-hmm. in luck. So yes, I do have tattoos, uh, but they're not they weren't negative. 
Uh, they were well thought out mm-hmm. uh, and placed on the body and why. And I will be getting a voodoo tattoo across my back because I practice voodoo also. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll be getting a bon someday across my lower back uh, altarpiece uh, for the whole uh, watching the uh, crossroads of death. Uh, piercings, none. No, I probably would, but I'm allergic to metal that pierces mm-hmm. my skin. Plus, I'm kind of scared to death of needles. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> ooh, big old cultist here. Just show me a needle and I scream <laughs> like a girl, high pitched <laughs> like a five year old girl. <laughs> and I run. <laughs> I run fast. It's the only time my knees work. So, when you show me a needle. Um, I have seen people who do the scarifications. I have seen people who do the tattoos and then regret it. Um, Again, if you don't, if you do things off of emotion, Mm -hmm. you're always going to regret it. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I try not to. If I plan anything out, like I've been saying, I'm going to get this voodoo tattoo for like a year and a half. And people go, you're never going to get it. Of course I am. It's the only needle I'm not afraid of is the tattoo needle. Mm -hmm. Uh, And of course I'm going to get it. I just want to make sure that the design is absolutely conceptually yeah. designed in my head correctly. And I'm not going to run out, have a beer, and run onto Hollywood Boulevard and say, <laughs> put, put, put a sailor right there. <laughs> you know. But a lot of people do, um, and they're not in their right minds. And, and I do see people who dabble in it and then go, oh, that was a mistake. All I can say to anybody um, in, on the path think stop and think and if you wake up tomorrow and you still want it see if you wake up in two days and still want it mm-hmm. see you can always get one it doesn't matter getting it removed is a little harder yeah you know and more painful <laughs> more painful yes and expensive. um I don't know if you. I, I'm kind of like trying to cut down questions, so I don't yeah, know if you. Yeah, just pick. Um, no, well, no, the, go these ahead. were the two that I had. Like that. Okay. Uh, let me on. see. Uh, yeah, because I was like replying to like some of the um, people here who were actually sending emails about tonight's show. It will be posted on our Mixcloud, mixcloud.com forward slash West of the Rockies. You can also find it on our website, wotrradio.com. Um, now, Jimmy, you said that after the documentary. Um, Everybody's life was pretty much just just chaos. Um, how did uh, I know you mentioned it briefly, but how did it affect you um, personally? And why would it affect you? I know you said you walked into the circle, mm-hmm. thus making you a participant in this pact, more or less. How does how does that work? Uh, a circle is never to be broken uh, once it's created. The person inside the circle is supposed to be in charge at all times. When you enter the circle, mm-hmm. you are, in essence, giving your energy into it. When you do that, again, you become part. Um, uh, even though I didn't receive anything from the pact, mm-hmm. um, it was, uh, you know, it's something that I full well know that I was going to be, you know, kind of punished for. Mm-hmm. It's like a slap on the wrist. Right. Uh, financially, uh, I, uh, uh, I, I, I nosedived. Uh, health-wise, uh, I was a little sick. Not, mm-hmm. not bad, but a little sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship-wise, completely gone. Lost it then. Try, held on to it for many years, mm-hmm. trying to make it right. Never could rebound. I had to walk away. Uh, sadly. 
uh, you know, two good people lost it, yeah. but it's okay. I rebounded nicely afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I have, um, you know, financially I rebounded back. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it, took, it took almost a year to, wow. to rebound back. Um, and I struggled, uh, almost lost the shop. Um, wow. um, I became a recluse. I stopped teaching. It was too much to talk to people. I became overwhelmed easily. Um, I had to center myself back. Uh, and and uh, sadly, it sent me back into the Gleepoth myself. And because the abyss looked back into me, all my frailties and weaknesses flew forward. And I had to deal with that all over again in my life. And uh, I did, and I did it better this time around. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to be honest, shop rebounded fine. Personally, didn't quite make it back quite, quite as well <clears throat> until maybe this year. And you're talking four years ago, this uh, film was. Uh, and it yeah. wasn't until this year until I actually rebounded back in my life. I, and brand new fiance, brand new company. Uh, yes, I'm still involved in panpipes, but now I've got a brand new apothecary. I finally got published. Mm-hmm. Um, I started teaching again. I started, uh, you know, setting up uh, um, uh, different types of events in LA where people could network again. Uh, I, I finally came back to the Jimmy that was Jimmy before the film. And, wow. But it took me almost four years to completely regain my uh, footing uh, in this. It, it really did. That, uh, that One is, uh, quick, really quick question. Do you regret it, though? Would you, if you could choose to do that whole thing differently, would you do it differently? Or do you kind of feel like you have gained enough from it to kind of justify it? I think I've gained enough to justify it. Um, uh, my new fiance, who is actually sitting here and she doesn't have a mic or anything, but uh, <laughs> Cammie would tell you that uh, I've become much more philosophical, much more grounded, uh, a much better person, much more focused, much more directed. So yes, 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 yes. I, you know, during the time of chaos, you know, asked me that, say, eight months ago, and I would have been like. My God, no! I wish I would have done it. You know, looking back at it now that I've come out and and have, and and have re put my feet back on the ground, absolutely. I'm I'm. It, it's it was a heck of a learning experience. It was a heck of a trip. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's good. It, that's no, good. It, it, it's really fascinating, and uh, we're we're winding down. So I want to. Um, give you a chance to uh, let people know uh, where can they find you um, what are some of the, the, the books that uh, have been published that you have written and all that good stuff uh, why don't you tell people where in social media um, Facebook, Twitter, websites Facebook, Twitter, yeah and all that um, good stuff we've already linked up a few we kind of blew your Facebook um, up a little bit <laughs> we apologize ahead of time that's okay <laughs> well I can be found uh, Jimmy Darling okay um, uh, and, uh, for you. Uh, oh, that one's yours. <laughs> I'll bring one back to you. She, um, <laughs> thought we grabbed one. Uh, <laughs> uh, she just carries my book with her. Uh, <laughs> this, uh, each, oh, yes. 
Yeah, you probably wouldn't want oh, her inscription. I'll get my own one. <laughs> but you will get your own one. I promise. I'll change my name. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's Cammy now. Um, uh, I have a uh, Treaties on Tarot. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. That was done on the practical side of using tarot. I have a treatise on alchemy, on the transmutation of the self, which is a primer for the big book that I'm writing. It's called The Great Work, The Transmutation of the mm-hmm. Self Using Alchemy. Um, I have a student's book of shadows, which is coming out in spring, which is a thousand page book on the introduction to magical philosophies, uh, 101 spells in a box, magical witch slap for those who want to smack a couple of people around. Uh, you can find these books at Panpipes, uh, Panpipes or you can find them at BabylonGardensApothecary.com, which is uh, my newest venture. Uh, you can catch me on Jimmy Darling at Facebook, mm-hmm. Facebook slash Jimmy Darling. Uh, you can also find me at Jimmy Lynn Darling on Facebook, which is my more personal page, but, you know, whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. You can hit me anywhere. Babylon Gardens is also on Facebook. Panpipes is on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter under mm-hmm. um, uh, under Darling Jimmy eighty three, mm-hmm. um, and I'm on Instagram under Killer underscore Occultist. Nice, <laughs> very cool. So and, and and I do try to answer everybody. And uh, you know, Frank emailed me. And I kind of looked like a jerk because I didn't email back. <laughs> I didn't realize Facebook had an other folder. Facebook Ooh. is totally So nuts. if I don't get to you, don't give up trying. No. I'm also found at Jimmy at uh, Babylon Apothecary, uh, BabylonGardensApothecary.com as an email or DarlingJimmy83 at gmail.com. I, I really am open and on I'm going to write all these down and I will post them online so yeah, and on Skype, no one has to memorize them on Skype I'm Jimmy.Darling very so cool so you can find me anywhere <laughs> Jimmy thank you so much I mean Absolutely. this has been one of my all time favorite interviews uh, with no disrespect to uh, all the other uh, <laughs> guests we've had on the show but you know like I said this this I believe that um, you know things happen um Uh, at a time when um, it's appropriate and uh, even if we uh, try our hardest and it doesn't happen we should remain patient and realize that things will come to pass when the time is right and I believe that that was the case with this interview I never lost heart and and luckily here we are with Jimmy and thank you so much for being our guest tonight I really appreciate it it has been very enlightening and and uh, you you must come back Uh, you you know there's there's uh, so much more to talk about Uh, uh, again thank you to Jimmy for being with us tonight check out um, uh, her website, you know, the, if you're in L.A., definitely visit um, Panpipes. Um, you know, we got the pleasure to be there, and it's definitely a very, very uh, interesting shop to visit. Uh, the documentary is called I Sold My Soul to Satan. Mm-hmm. You can uh, uh, watch it and listen, honestly, listen to uh, Jimmy talking that documentary. She uh, shares a lot of knowledge that we try to kind of go in a little deeper in this interview tonight. And if you miss any part of it, It'll be posted on our website, WOTRradio.com. And all the other links from the previous interviews. And yeah, with, um, with Kai, Kai and all that. Yeah, uh, you can find yeah. it on there. And, and the website, if you do want more information, is straight up panpipes.com. That's probably the easiest thing to remember. So panpipes.com. Correct. Now, I know we had some winners to last week's contest, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, why don't you explain real quick before we sign off? 
Um, well, it was basically um, if you can get 10 people to like us on Facebook, mm-hmm. you win some um, key rings and funky stuff, whatever we can get our hands on. We've got some postcards and stuff. So um, <laughs> I hope this is going by memory alone. But um, I believe it was Tattoo Jenna. Correct. She was the first one. And then Tony Merlo. Tony Merlo. No one claimed the third prize, so I am absolutely not carrying this over. <laughs> You've lost out. There's you have no to wait, you have, you have to wait software, for another right? more difficult contest. Next time it'll be 50 people you have to get so to. So Tony and Jenna, be on the lookout in the mail for some uh, uh, keychains mm-hmm. and whatnot. So and if you want, um, I'll make some kind of prototypes. And if you want to request different colors, um, I've got random charms I can add on. Or if you'd rather have them as different jewelry types, I'll make it. So congrats to our winners. And definitely, uh, as always, check Jenna, out... I still need your address. So WTRradio.com, <laughs> our website. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash WTRradio on Twitter. As always, I'm Engineer Frank on Twitter. Genevieve Yuway on Twitter. Um, Jaime Roque, who couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, that's him on Twitter. Uh, and um, thanks again to Jimmy for being with us tonight. Again, if you miss any part of this, sucks for you. No, I'm kidding. It'll be up on our <laughs> website in, in the next few days. Um, we're going to go out with um, a little bit of this. Thank you guys for watching. Take care. Be safe. God bless. I'm doing anything too crazy this week. We want to see you back next Sunday night. Uh, enjoy. See you guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Independent FM. New York, London, Philadelphia, Japan, Chicago, Paris, San Francisco, Tijuana, Los Angeles, California. The Independent FM, Indie Radio, live from Swing House Studios in Hollywood. This is the all-new Independent FM.